What's going on, Trophy Kids? We've got an awesome episode here for you today. We're talking about the national championship game, what we like from a pick standpoint, matchups, how we feel it's going to play out. We're also talking about Urban Meyer potentially going to the NFL, a little college hoops talk. It's a good one. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome to Trophy Kids presented by Bad News Media. As always, I am your host, Nate. It is Friday the 8th, and we have got Tim and Dante on the line today. How are we doing today, gentlemen? We are back. Yeah, back. Doing well. 2021. Let's do it. 2021. Yeah, new year. I'm still, unfortunately, I, I, I saw all the memes like, oh, nobody's going to write 2020 down on all their stuff. Nope. Caused a, caused a bit of a filing issue on some documents I had to submit recently <laughs> with, a, with a 2020 date on there. So, yeah, no, that's still so, doing that. That's so funny. My girlfriend and I were doing crossword puzzles, and she was like, okay, we completed this crossword puzzle on January 6, 2020. I was like, nope. Without <laughs> fail every year. Without fail. Um, I thought this year would be different because 2020 was just such a – stupidly dumb, horrible, whatever adjective you want to fill in there uh, year. But, nope, still rolling with the 2020, uh, my paperwork. Either way, we are rolling into the new year, and it's probably the saddest week of the year for me because college football ends this upcoming week on Monday, and the NFL is now in the playoffs, which is exciting for my bucks are in there, as I talked about on yesterday's podcast. If you haven't checked it out, take a listen. We give out our picks there. We're going to talk about the National Championship game here in a moment. Same warning as I gave at the NFL pod, though. The pick I'm giving out, I don't know about you guys, is going to be a hold until testing is finished. Because um, <laughs> this this could change wildly from what we say today to what is actually there on Monday. So um, I'll tweet out my pick officially on Monday morning, but we'll talk about it as things stand today. Ohio State-Bama, lines at eight over-unders 57. This is the biggest line in a national championship game, I think. I know it's the highest total in a national championship game Mm -hmm. so far. Where are we standing? How are we feeling going into this? Where is our headspace here? Yeah, so let's first say I am not an Ohio State fan, but I was sure glad to see them beat Clemson. Uh I was 100% wrong at Ohio State. 1,000%. Was happy because I don't like Dabo. Dabo makes an ass of himself every time he opens his mouth, it seems like. Um, but was 1,000% wrong at Ohio State. So, hand up apology yeah. on that one. Um, I think for Ohio State, like, I would love to say that, oh, yeah, OSU is going to win. They're going to prove that the Big Ten deserve to be in the college football playoffs. I, But after watching, I mean, watching that Notre Dame game, I don't know if Ohio State has the personnel for this game. It's not even Ohio State having the personnel. I mean, oh, Alabama just looks way too good. To yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Alabama's the the best team in the country all season long. I don't. I would definitely not disagree with that. Um, there's a reason they're the highest favorite. I think in the history of the national championship game for since the playoff era. So, sorry, not like in the history of all national championship games. Um, I don't know on this one. There's a part of me. So there's. I think we could break down the X's and O's. I want to talk about the motivational factor here for a second. Do you give any credence to the fact that, because that Ohio State team against Clemson 
was not an Ohio State team I've seen all year. I don't know about you guys. I don't think I've seen that Ohio State team once in the six games they played. Um, they were physical at the point of attack. Justin Fields looked phenomenal, as we thought he would look this year, but for most of the year he looked lost anytime he got pressured. That game he looked phenomenal. Do we give any credence to the fact that Clemson might be, at least in right now, day and age, the game that Ohio State gets up for the most? And I'm not talking just like from almost like a mini rivalry right now because they seem to really hate Clemson. And does that, what we saw yesterday, or not yesterday, last week, take kind of like prevent or cause a potential letdown spot here from a motivational standpoint? Not even before we talk about X's and O's, matchups, but just a pure motivational standpoint. Does that, do you think feels like it takes out the wind a little? I don't really feel like it takes out the wind a little. I do agree with you that they really got themselves up to play Clemson because um, because they really hate them. But um, what it really boils down to with them, too, is they really felt like they had a shot last year and they should have won the game against Clemson. So they really also felt that they had a shot to win the national title, not just to beat Clemson. So... Um, yeah, I, I I don't I think they're determined to try and win that national title game this year, and I don't think that that necessarily leaves a, a spot for a potential letdown here from a motivational spot or from a motivational standpoint. Yeah, I I, I somewhat agree with that. For me, I always wore like I, I think because it's a national championship game, energy will be there. It almost feels like Clemson's turned into sort of like a mini rivalry and like their most heated like I feel like they have more passion for that game than when they play Michigan or Michigan State almost like I feel like the energy level like watching those players play that was a completely different Ohio State team than we've seen all year and part of that I yeah. think is just that adrenaline and that that kind of like fiery of oh we're playing Dabba we're playing Clemson let's go type of deal well also I think too like Dabo did a lot to stir the pot for Ohio State by opening his mouth with <laughs> Which he does all the time. I wish they number would just, eleven. Yeah, stopped. Yeah, stop him from talking. Um, I, I do. I, I think I agree with you a little bit here, Nate. That this is sorting, sort of turning into like a rivalry, a playoff rivalry for OSU and, and Clemson. The other thing that like was noticeable and during that game is I think Clemson was so is still used to like even when they play Ohio State like like disrespecting that the team that they're playing in the semi um, finals because they're like we're going to the we're going to the championship so whoever's in the semi because we've seen them come from behind too many times and you know just ran out this last game i agree with that 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 clemson team so we'll talk about this game but i feel like it's it's fair to talk about the clemson team here for a second that was terrible like mm -hmm. i don't that was an embarrassment for Clemson mm -hmm. because that defense was Swiss cheese. I mean, they let up something like 669 yards or something like that. I think the offense and I'm not, I'm like half joking with this, but there's a part of my dumb sports brain. That's like red flag on Trevor Lawrence, almost not really, but like he's supposed to be this second coming of the greatest quarterback of all time. And in the two biggest games in the last two years, he struggled Pretty bad. He struggled in the national championship he, game last year, and he struggled in this game. Now, that's not to say that he's to blame for this loss, because that defense was horrific. So, like, it's not yeah. on his shoulders. But he also didn't play 
great. Like, he didn't play no. as if the first pick, greatest quarterback to come out of college in a long time type of player. Right, he didn't. And it, it's almost like that that Clemson offense can't take a punch in the face. They can deliver mm-hmm. the punches, but they cannot take a punch in the face and bounce back. Like, T. Higgins just disappears in big games, and so Trevor Lawrence misses his safety outlet. Yeah. It's it, it it's tough to do that as a quarterback when you're when your screen pass or your dump down pass, your automatic your automatic go to pass just disappears. Yeah. Also, I think Clemson abandons the run very quickly a lot of times. Insane. Yes. I was talking about that. Did with... I say T. Higgins? Yeah, you said T. Higgins. I, think I meant you meant Travis Etienne. Etienne. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna correct it when I came back around. I I, I knew say, that's you who you were talking about. Let that go on about. for way too long. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they abandon the run way too much. Travis Etienne is a monster, and I don't feel like he gets. And I was talking about this with my girlfriend when we were watching the game. Like he doesn't get nearly. He didn't get enough touches this year. Just like throughout yeah. the year, they went away from him in the run game. Or like what Tim said, they'll do like that. They'll dump the screen to him, or mm-hmm. you know like pitch to him when I'm like, just let him run it off the backfield. Yeah. hundred percent. Like there, there's a point of getting your backs into open space and in, in creating a play. But when that's all you're doing, it becomes predictable and the mm-hmm. linemen can pick up on it. Like they just, they can stay home and they can, they can feel, they know the guards are pulling and things like that. So that was probably the most shocking part was just how much more physically dominating Ohio state felt. And that comes from like an energy and effort standpoint, because that the Ohio state defense which has not been good all season, was insane at the point of attack. I mean, the yeah. defensive line owned Clemson's offensive line. The linebacker in core looks good, and the secondary wasn't terrible. And they've been bad all year, which was shocking, which is, I think, going to be an Achilles heel that gets exposed in this game to, to kind of circle back to this because the Ohio State secondary is my biggest concern here and why, like, if Alabama was at seven, I'd love this. Because the Ohio State secondary has given up the most passing yards in the Big Ten this season. And so, what do we know about Alabama? Well, we know they have the Heisman Trophy winner in Devontae Smith, who is insane. We know they have Mac Jones, who loves to push the ball. And they might get Waddle back, including Harris. Like, the offensive weapons to push the ball down the field to the point, because Harris is so good in the backfield, you're going to have to man up on the wide receivers every once in a while. And they can burn you, especially if Waddle comes back, which he apparently right now is a game-time decision. Who knows if he'll actually play. But if they get him back with Devontae Smith, holy shit, are they going to be burning people? Is my yeah, thought initially. something I'd be very very worried about. I mean, they they were very physical at the point of attack, and even their wide receivers or their cornerbacks. I mean, everybody was really flying around on that defensive side of the ball for Ohio State. I don't know that I see that happening again, though. Yeah, that's going to be the biggest part. They have to be physical. Like the this game will be won in the trenches almost because you've got you've got the Ohio, uh, the Alabama offense who offensive <clears throat> line who's the best in the country. They won the Jim Moore Award this year, and then you got the Buckeyes defensive line where what's his name um, Haskell is a force to be reckoned with. Um, and you've got really good point of attack last game. But my concern with Ohio State and it's. It was the way it's why I locked Clemson in last week is just what we've seen over six games was not the team we saw in Clemson. So do we get the team that we saw over the last six ga- the first six games of the season, or do we get the team that played so physical, so fast, so dominant on Monday night? Is my biggest I don't I don't know. <laughs> but if we do, yeah. I like Ohio State at eight. But if we don't, they're gonna get murdered. <laughs> yeah, there's point. no uh there's no close game in this one. 
there's there's either there's no uh, there's no in between. I don't feel I feel like that line is split between like a blowout and a close game. There's no, no there's no like um, there's no like it's going to be a 14 point game, and I feel good about that. Yeah. No. Uh, what thing. was that? Georgia, Alabama. What was that? Two years ago? Three years ago? Um, where they blew them out, or when it was close? It was close. That was was that the SEC champ? That was national. That was when Tua came in, so that would have been two years ago, right? He came in relief Sounds for right. Jalen. Yeah, Mads. two years two ago. Years yeah, ago. yeah, two years yeah. ago. Two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came in relief. It's probably the most Mads. exciting game I watched in the championship in a yes. while. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. I. There's a part of me like if you're if you're somebody if you're better who likes Ohio State, I would probably start to grab the number here, because <clears throat> if if they don't have COVID issues, this number's probably coming down by Monday. I would think because Alabama because there's no uniform testing in the NCAA, which is so weird. But Alabama doesn't have to test again after Friday. So, like, no matter what really? happens, yeah, no, they test on Friday, they're done. Like, they're not going to oh test God. all the way through until Monday. Ohio State has to test all the way through Monday. So, like, if Ohio State doesn't have any problems, the and you like Ohio State, I feel like this line's probably going to come back down to seven, maybe even six by the time we get to game time. But if you like Alabama, I think you're holding out on the number right now. Right. Let me let me let you in on a little secret here. Ohio State is not going to uh, report that they have any COVID cases. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, they've got it. Well, well, Dante, let me let me let you in on a, in on a little secret. Vegas knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is very true. Very true. Um, which true. is why I think we'll probably be fine here. But if you like Alabama. I think you – I don't know. It's just this line at this point in time, I'm holding off on everything because I don't know what's – something could pop up, COVID issues could happen before Monday. But I look at Alabama. Their defense has struggled against mobile quarterbacks and teams who can push the ball deep and down the seams. What can Ohio State do? They got a mobile quarterback, and they can push the ball down the seams, especially with um, Wilson and Olive. As long as they're good to go, as long as they're the players that don't have COVID issues right now, which I assume all they won't because he already had that earlier. Yeah, he just got back from it. Yeah, they just he just got back from it. So if they have both those guys go, like they, that was what Notre Dame was missing. Notre Dame was missing that kind of big electric play guy who could push the ball down the field because they were controlling the clock. They held Alabama to the lowest score all season. Yeah. There's an argument that Alabama took their, their foot off the gas a little bit, but still, still held them to the low score all season. They controlled the ball. They just had no explosiveness. They didn't. They couldn't get a big play. Ohio State can get the big play. And Alabama has struggled against mobile quarterbacks and guys who can kind of push the ball. But there's also no they, stopping this Alabama offense. Yeah, <laughs> they, can do, they can do both at Ohio State with the explosive plays. I mean, they can go fast and they can go slow. I mean, imagine the kind of season that Trey Sermon would have had if the Big Ten played a real season this year. Dude, talk about a power move like, with Brian just Day. Just where does he come from? <laughs> just waiting to let the nation know he's got the best back in the country halfway through the season. Like, what was this? Where was he from the start? Like, why was he not the starting back all year? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you missed that. I don't know how he's not the starting back all year. 
That's another it's just thing. Insane. He's fresh. There's a freshness to this Ohio State team. They don't have as much wear as Alabama. Now, there's a question of how wear, much wear. Yeah, how much wear does Alabama yeah. really have after playing through this SEC game? But they only played six games. You've got a fresh back, and um, Trey Simmons. I fucked up the name. Trey Sermon. Sermon. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know. Wouldn't names. be the first time. Names of me do not go along. Um, <laughs> but. I mean, that's he's giving me. This is giving me slight, like Ezekiel Elliott, Ohio State <laughs> can dominate it on the run, and then can get a big seed yeah, to winning the get a big play. Title, Does it not? You know, I mean, like he's. I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> kind of is. Is this not especially like, if Justin Fields comes through like he did last week? I mean, it's fifty that shades was just of Ezekiel Grant. to watch to watch like a college football player going to the booth, get shot up with a few needles, and then right back out on the field. Yeah. Let's yeah. see if that lingers, if any of that injury lingers. That is another concern, is how stiff will he be? I mean, they'll probably give him um, that shot. They right were giving Tyrod. And then at halftime, yeah. Hopefully yep, they don't so puncture be... a lung here, but, like, that, whatever that, I remember, I think I don't it was... think your lung goes down to your hip, though. I think he's all the way down, down into his hip. Yeah, or his, his ribs, hip. right? Uh, I thought I it was, thought it was his, his ribs. ribs. Oh, really? I thought it was yeah, his hip. Yeah, I thought it was his ribs. I thought he got hit on the hip. What was it, Pat Mack? I know he looked like he got folded in half. Folded in half. He got hit but... hard. <laughs> hard. Yes. Which was a nonsense, like, I get by the rule, but whatever. I'm not getting into that today. <laughs> That'll send me off on another bit. We, we got other things to talk about here. But he'll probably get that shot that they were going to give Tyrod that just, like, completely numbs you for, like, four hours. They'll give it like right before the game, and he won't feel a thing. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they don't. Miss. And I mean, you could see him wincing like throughout the rest of the game every, every time, time he threw the ball. It's incredible though that Not he did it. Throw, just throwing the ball. Did you see that gif of him trying to get on the exercise bike just to stay warm? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Looked like every person hitting the gym January first this year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Picks have to meet. I think. With all things considered, with Ohio State's secondary being so bad, I mean, the key for them is can that offensive line or defensive line get any pressure, especially up the middle, to make Mac Jones uncomfortable, to speed up the game, speed up the time, to help out that secondary? Because I think that secondary is just going to be burned. Alabama's defense has struggled with teams like Ohio State that can run the ball and but really have mobile quarterbacks and could attack the seams, like I said. I think I like the under because it's just a little too high, and I think I like Bam at eight. If it's at seven, I think I love Bama. What what is the over again? Fifty seven. It's high, dude. It's never That's high. I think it I don't even But I I I'm going the over. Going Mainly the over? because I think I like to pick bets that I like to root for. Um Fair. So how I normally I like to root do for it. points. <laughs> and uh I'm going the over in this game. Oh man. No, and because you're going the under. So I will take a sacrifice for the trophy kids here because <laughs> when Nate and I are usually on opposite sides, there is one loser, and more often than not, it is me. So I would suggest to follow his picks, but I'm going with the over. I think I'm going under. I would rather die in the over than die in the under, but I just it's so high, especially for a national championship game. And I it's high, but but uh Alabama's defense is like broken. I like know. Alabama's defense is not that good. They struggled against Old Miss. 
Yeah, Nate Ole Miss. All right, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to see what happens. <laughs> they, they struggled against Ole Miss. I mean, I get Notre that. Dame doesn't have the greatest offense, and they never really have. And they – No, Notre Dame was out there more, playing Big Ten football. Yeah, they more look <laughs> lost out there on offense than, like, actually being stopped on, on by the defense. All right, if there are no COVID issues, I'm going over. I'm going over. <laughs> Fuck it. We're going over. We're ending the season bad. on an over. We're ending the season on an over. Um, all right, I'm going over 75. If there's no COVID issues. should have kept my mouth shut. And I'm Sorry. going yep, You should have You should have said anything. <laughs> Sorry, so Jay, now the game is going. the same side. The game is so going now to be it's 15, definitely going over. <laughs> yes, it's going, it's going over. We're going over, boys. We're taking the over. We're dying on the over. Um Oh, to wrap this into it, do we think Brian Day or do we think Ryan Day? I always call him Brian Day. Once again, not not a names guy, not a names guy. We think this puts him into the like top four coaches in college football right now. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, because here's top four coaches. I know you say that, but name me four. Who who are the four coaches four before coaches. him? He's number three. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not making the. I'm playing devil's advocate. I I don't disagree. I think he just he coached circles around Sweet uh, Sweeney here. But yeah, he's only in year two. There's a, still a lot of urban guys. Can he stay consistent with it? But Ohio State, like Alabama, and put any, any of these other programs, it's. I'm just Alabama, playing devil's advocate. I, I agree State, with you. The rest of the college football. Yeah, nobody else. Yeah, I don't disagree. I'm just I'm putting it out there. I'm trying to think in my head if I would make anybody because I wouldn't take Kirby. No, Riley Ryan Lincoln Kelly. Like who? Who are you gonna pick? Lincoln would probably be the only one that even comes close, but I don't think. Trey Sermon left there to go play for a national title. Yeah, but he's also. I mean, Lincoln's done some. Yeah, but has has Lincoln he's, won a national championship? I was, I was gonna. Well, day or day hasn't either yet. He's in the national championship. The the thing that he has over him is he's won a playoff game. The problem is he's only in year two. But I think I agree. I think we put him now into the conference. I think he has landed legitimacy of we're not going to taper off too much from Urban. If not, maybe exceed Urban. Um, oh, they're 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 up there. I think he's probably going to su- succeed Urban and what Urban did there. I think because he seems. I don't. Ah, dude. So I think he's a what better he coach, did... but I don't think he'll. I, I don't think he'll do better than Urban. And the reason for that is I think he'll jump to the NFL pretty damn quick here. That's like, possible. I think he'll be in the next like year or two. I think Ryan Day. Uh, yeah, I think the reason that Luke Fickle stayed at UC was because he got some words from Ohio State to say stay at UC for a year or two. Mm, I gotta mark this down in my like notes app for if this ever happens, so I can retweet this. Like we're we're time. Oh, because this here. isn't the first time I've thought. I know. That. I you thought s- I had said that on here said before. It, you I you said it. I think you have. You said it when I was like, Luke's before, gonna go. And yeah, it might have been. It might have been when you guys weren't really paying attention to me. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but definitely said it. In really, what chat. I think. You said it when I was talking about Luke Fickle to like a Michigan or something if that job type of opened or like a not a Tennessee because they don't want to go to the SEC, but. Like yeah, I thought I might have said that when he initially turned down Michigan State, but yeah, maybe not. We'll see. But I agree. I think Day is now he's top tier, his own man. I think because he coached circles around Dabo. 
Um, I think that puts him. I think that separates him from the oh, he's winning on Urban's talent to he's his own guy. He's a top tier coach going to cement a legacy there. Speaking of Urban, NFL thoughts because <laughs> I forgot to cover I this. I don't in know. The NFL. Yeah. So I read a crazy tweet that said Urban Meyer was asking for twelve million dollars. Oh, without a doubt, <laughs> he's asking for twelve million dollars. I mean. Because Matt Rule is making ten million dollars with his his jump from college, Urban's making like six to eight million dollars doing nothing, watching college football all day. <laughs> it Why is... would you leave that for anything but double your salary? I guess that's true. I, I guess if you look at it like that, I just I guess I'm at the point of like Urb, and of course Urban Meyer is a, obviously a phenomenal coach, but he hasn't coached in two years, two and a half years. So that's my thing. Like, don't get me wrong, Urban is a phenomenal coach. One of the greatest college football coaches of all time. Key word there is college football coach. This like paying college coaches huge money like the Matt Rule who turned out to be a good bet right now, but working. we're going to mm-hmm. figure out how much of that was Joe Brady and how much of that was Matt Rule because I think Joe Brady plays a very big part in that. Um in the success we're the Panthers have. We're not going to find out how much for another Brady's year gonna, or so. You think they're, he'll get one this year? Yeah, there's rumors that he might get a job this year. I think the Texans are interviewing him, and I forget who else is interviewing him. Uh, but the Texans, who? Who? Sorry, what? Who? What coach? Who's being interviewed? Joe Brady, the offensive quarter for the Panthers. Joe He's the Brady. LSU okay. uh, guy last year. Um, yeah. The Texans gave him a real interview, and I forget who else. Let's put it in the Google machine. Uh, the Texans aren't giving anybody besides Josh McDaniels dude, that would be an so interview. Funny. Um, They're trying, trying to become the Patriots so bad, and Deshaun Watson wants none of it. Zero. Zero point zero percent of it. He wants out now. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I don't know if he is gonna go, but we'll see. Either way, back to my original point, the college point. <laughs> I'm getting sidetracked here. I dude, I I bet if you were to put a a bet out there, will. X, Y, and Z coach be successful making the jump from college. Like a very high successful, high profile college coach will be successful in the NFL. I'll almost always take not successful. It's just a completely different beast and animal. Like you cannot do the same things you do with with college kids that you do with NFL players. Like these are grown ass professionals. And that's the mindset of switching from the college coach to the NFL coach mindset is a harder switch to flip, I feel like, because it's we've seen it fail so many times, and it always leads back to losing. the. It's not so much the X's and O's and the game plan type of thing or the hiring of the staff. It almost always has to do with personality not matching the NFL. Yes. Urban is a talk well, to kids. Yeah, yeah, and Urban feels like a guy who— I think who, it is going to start becoming different, though. Like, I think, like, a guy like Lincoln Riley, like, I don't think he uses the same, like, gimmick tactics— and oh, I, I don't like agree that with that. Would. Or I so don't disagree. I, I think yeah. there's a few people that it'll work for. Urban's very old school, though, where mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll work. It's a very Urban's small. Urban's very old school. Yeah, like it's a Ryan very. Day, Ryan Day might be able to flip it into the NFL. Um, there's a few college coaches that might be able to flip it into the NFL where they don't use the same, like, we're dealing with kids here concept when they're coaching. Um, it's that Pete Carroll that, Hollywood style. Like, that's yeah, what you have to have. Right. Yeah. Like a little bit more free flowing. That's what they have down in Oklahoma right now. It does feel more like it doesn't feel as stiff, restrict college atmosphere. It feels I don't know how to like Hollywood. Like that's essentially what it feels like. You have to be the Pete Carroll version essentially because that's exact. You're exactly right, Tim. Like 
Urban is it's the guy. The CEO role rather than the drill sergeant role. 100%. Like most, like you, you have like seventy five percent of college coaches are still going to be the drill sergeant person where they lead from a top down like drill sergeant like very regimented but if you got the guy that's like ceo where he lets his offensive coordinator do whatever the hell he wants he lets his defensive coordinator do whatever the hell he wants and he's just kind of there like making sure everything's going well those are the guys that are going to translate more to the nfl 100 percent agree then yeah um, i think the only are uh something in the good box for urban meyer is like when he was at Bowling Green and when he was at Utah, like he was there to rebuild. And so if he is going to go to Jacksonville, um, you know, he, he won't be in unfamiliar territory. And it, it, he, if he may or may not be successful, he goes to the NFL. I would say the one benefit I can say right off the bat is it might make Trevor Lawrence's transition a little bit easier mm-hmm. to have a more, Drill Sart, Urban Meyer type, Dabo type. They're they're all cut from the same cloth, like type of guy. For that, Dabo's initial... weird though. I don't like him. Yeah, oh, he's like weird. Him. I'm not don't, saying that, but I'm talking about. Don't throw him into all these. <laughs> I'm talking ones. about from like a disciplinary, like college structure guy. Um, and Urban's the other part I was gonna mention. I don't think this is good for Urban. Urban's gonna die in the NFL. This dude has a heart attack every time LSU or Ohio State either lost the game or came like. Mm-hmm. Three seconds from losing the game, he ain't gonna win a lot of games in the NFL down in Jacksonville. It's a it's a great job because they they are if they do it right, they can really build something down in Jacksonville. They have the capital, they have the draft picks, they got the number one pick to go get a guy this year. Like they, it's a very attractive job, but it's gonna take a it's gonna take a minute. And Urban, I mean, Urban, Urban doesn't literal yeah. killers on his team and and. Florida at Florida, so <laughs> dude, that that thirty <laughs> for thirty get back into made. the old well down in Florida. Yeah, thirty day or thirty years ago, not thirty. I don't know what I'm saying here. Either way, that thirty for thirty <laughs> should have been made a long time ago in that Florida team. Um, all right, wild, <laughs> wild is the is I don't even feel like begins to describe what that Florida team was. You've got you have not seen that thirty for thirty. Go do yourself a favor and watch it. <laughs> I, they need to make it. This is what I'm talking about. Like they had. The Pouncey brothers selling drugs out of the fucking um, dorm rooms. They had Aaron Hernandez. They had Riley Cooper, the racist. They got fucking T- Tim Tebow, Jesus Christ himself. And then you got, um, what was his? Um, Cam Newton was there at the time. Cam, Cam Newton, Newton was the backup. Cam yeah. Newton got kicked out. And there was a linebacker there that was, like, amazing, but, like, out of his mind, I feel like. Um, yeah, that's a cra- that team was crazy. Um, I mean, insanely good on the field, but absolutely crazy. Um, they should make that tomorrow. <laughs> yes, a hundred percent. Um, sorry, I cut you off there, Tim. You you threw your hand up like we were in in class to say something. <laughs> oh, just in class. I was gonna try and make the transition now. Um, to the next topic, but oh yes, that's, that's what the, that's what the little <laughs> hand gesture was. I I would actually cut you off. If it was in, if it was in the middle of the conversation. Um, <laughs> Fair. Okay. Uh, inside baseball ladies and gentlemen (laughs) yeah well how the sausage gets made um (laughs) so anyways uh staying on well we're not even really staying on topic at all i was going to try and take it from college football and um talk about how ridiculous it is that it's played on monday night dumbest thing in the world i hate it it's so dumb it's so it's so dumb. I don't know how the NFL hasn't captured moving their games to Sunday and Monday. Like, I know they want the Saturday audience, but 
the fact because the NFL, you're just used to having it on Sunday and Monday. Yeah. The fact that it goes to Saturday and Sunday, it just throws your whole weekend off and there's no college football on Saturday. And then you got to wait till Monday and you don't really care about a college football game on Monday, but you would have cared about an NFL football game on Monday. So it's just wild to me. Or just don't don't have a night game in the NFL. Like have day football for the NFL because that's like all the college fans. I feel like that's a good way to get the college fans who are used to watching football all day Saturday. You have yeah, the NFL. It could just be the eight yeah. o'clock game. Yeah, and, and then you put the national championship yeah. game at the eight o'clock spot. Like this isn't rocket science here, people. This... And you would get a lot more casual viewers too, right? Yes. The ones who are just watching football all day. Yeah. Hundred percent. Or you'd get mm-hmm. the NFL people who don't maybe don't transition over to college as much. I mean, they bleed over, but there's a lot that don't. Like Ryan, yeah. who does the pod with me sometimes, he doesn't really care. I mean, he watches college football, but like he's not watching unless it's a giant game. But like you get fans that really bleed into that, which he'd watch this one. So that kind of defeats the point I was making. But you'd get some fans bleeding into this that you wouldn't <laughs> normally have bleeding into this. Um, plus, I want to watch the college football game on a Saturday. I want to drink on my couch and watch the college football game exactly. on a Saturday and not have to worry about getting up for work the next morning. I get exactly. up and then watch football. This isn't hard. I don't ask for a lot in this world. Uh, that being said, too, am, am I one of the dumb ones or am I one of the the, the sports fans where, like, I want to be able to watch a game on TV? Uh, I Like, I want to be able to watch it on, like, a cable network oh, or something yeah. along those lines. Uh, I don't want to have to be able to figure out yes. how to find the streaming. I want to flip the channel or at least be able to pick the right streaming station and know yes. where exactly i'm going um so like building off of that the world junior championship <laughs> the usa team i mean they buried that thing on nhl network and i had no idea i have i i didn't know i didn't have an nhl network i tried to go watch it i have every other sports channel in the book literally every other sports channel somehow i don't have the mm-hmm. nhl network couldn't get it me too. I I figured that out. I found that out. They don't even offer it to nope. to Spectrum, or I I don't I don't know. I couldn't figure it out, and so I gave up. I I just one of the things I don't understand is a sport that wants to grow, and they bury in their target market a game that people could get behind. Yeah, it's just insane. People that could relate to. I mean, you're talking about watching like anywhere from. 16 17 to 19 year old kids that you have to that are playing this game and you get to start that following so young and they bury it behind a subscription that you got to pay for rather they don't even offer it for pay-per-view like that would have been something that i would have paid 5 10 15 bucks just to watch usa canada it's very like you're right. Like the sport of hockey wants to grow and become a major, or they are a major four, but like really kind of overtake baseball, which I don't know. They may. I mean, baseball is effing up. Yeah, so. base. They pulled the baseball move essentially. <laughs> they like, pulled the baseball. They pulled the baseball move. Their own network when yep. when they yep. could have just put it. Hell, stream it on Twitter. Stream it on Twitch. Or just even, CBS. I'll, I'll, I'll figure. I'll figure something yeah. like that out too. But like, um, when when it comes to just putting it on a on your own network and burying it behind a paywall just makes no sense. Like to what me. was on NBC sports that night <laughs> or NBC for that matter. <laughs> just throw it on there. Uh, yeah, that is dumb. It was dumb. I tried to search for it. I mentioned it last on last night's episode. I didn't realize it was such a big event. My Twitter feed, like I knew it was there, but like for whatever reason, we very much care about junior hockey in this country and it has blown up my feed 
um, for the last like week and a half, two weeks. <laughs> I think it makes sense because like all, like when you're in high school, like all those kids who are doing travel hockey for so long, and now I think it's like kind of bleed has bled into like mainstream. Oh yeah, it kind of like kind of like um, AAU basketball. It, it, that same concept, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I feel like yeah. Had... I mean, I was watching high school basketball over the the last couple months. Yeah, like if we had a U twenty team instead of, but it's not like like I don't feel like my, I shouldn't say that because it does blow up about the Olympics, but it doesn't blow up about like when we have our World Cup team go or whatever. Like, well, it is a lot like watching the World Cup though too. I no, mean, it that's is. I'm just like saying I don't me. remember yeah. the reaction being like I don't remember everybody feeling like everybody's talking about it for that. Yeah, like I do I with think- juniors is what I'm saying. For the World Cup, if more of like the one and duns in college were actually playing in those like games, those under twenty or whatever, I think people would watch them. I think basketball has the luxury of not like those players never having to venture outside of the NCAA or or the NBA. Whereas like soccer, baseball, um, hockey, the star players do have to play in those type of games in order to get their name out there and. Yeah. Well, yeah, even with the World Juniors, though, too, I mean, you had it was a weird year this year, too. You had like legitimate NHL Mm -hmm. stars going back to the juniors to play because their camps hadn't started yet and their their teams hadn't started playing yet. I mean, you had you had some very prominent NHL players, not just first round draft picks that were going back and playing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm down for it. I'm down for it all. I mean, it's a sporting event. It's a U.S. sporting event. It's a hockey sporting event. Like I'm all down no, for it. We, you explicitly weren't for it. But and that's what we have to tell you. <laughs> I just and Nate, if you're thinking of the World Cup too, the reason that it wasn't all over the place is because the U.S. wasn't in it. No, like, for hockey, true. not the, all, the World Cup's a bad. The World Cup's did a bad. Not qualify for the last World Cup, which yeah. is insane. For the <laughs> World Championship of Hockey, like the FIFH or whatever. I don't even know what that is. That's see, this is what I'm talking about. I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah, I'm pretty. This is <laughs> I what know I'm, that's a thing. Yes, that that is a thing. Yeah, nobody talks. This, this is what year, I'm talking about. Nobody well, talks that's about also that. because that's also because they blocked um, the NHL players from playing in it. Ah, see, this makes more sense. Yeah, so I said they this. Stopped, they stopped. They stopped the NHL players from being allowed to go play in the Olympics this year, so they weren't allowed to do it. That makes so much more so sense. So it was a bunch of randoms, so it didn't really matter. That's why nobody was really talking about that. That's whereas whereas the ice, juniors, ice people hockey were Federation. talking about it because, because the the teams actually were willing. They didn't want to block their young kids from being able to go star for their home team, uh, their home countries, which is an odd situation because you have – well, it's a bad – example because he ended up getting hurt but kirby doc who was a who was a bona fide top six guy for the uh for the blackhawks last year he goes to to team canada and his captain is able to um be able to prove himself as kind of a star because he gets that opportunity to kind of put a team on his back i mean that's what they were thinking now it's a bad example because he got hurt he's yeah. out for like i do a remember that time. now that you say that not good but uh yeah I do remember you now that you say that I, I remember that story being there, but that like that's what I was thinking of when I saw all this. I was like, when the because the Fed, or the hockey federation puts on a world championship, I don't feel like anybody's talking about that ever. And that's like our old like those are like our our big guys like our older guys like we're talking about we're getting hyped for under twenty, which fair it was electric like that team seemed like a lot of fun, 
from all mm-hmm. the stuff I was seeing on social media, I was just taken back by like, I don't remember ever seeing this for like when our professionals were going at it for like the world championship or anything like that. That was basically my takeaway. Yeah, I think it's because they they have a following on social media and they are that age that's grown up in the social media era too. So it's Very it's true. a mixture of both. Very true. All right, let's talk some college hoops and wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, y'all Michigan State team is bad, bad. Well, I shouldn't say y'all because no, it's, it's Tim's. It's not team. bad, bad. It just doesn't have a front court or a back court or um. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't have a front court or a back court. It's just got one guy really right now. Yeah, we got one, one guy. We got his name one, is Aaron Henry. And one kind of okay guy that you never really know what you're gonna get out of him and Joey Hauser. And Joey Hauser, who just hasn't it's just like he he hasn't settled in, right? Do you think yeah, he'd he be as bad if you plucked Michigan State out and put them in the ACC or the, no. maybe not the Pac twelve? Because the the Big Ten is just so dominant this year. I mean Yeah, I think we're talking well, about I 10 also teams think too that teams teams go on slides and like Michigan State Tom Izzo is really bad it's at this. Tom Izzo. Yeah, it's Tom Izzo. And he's really bad at this. It's 100% like, Tom Izzo. Every time Michigan State plays someone, whether Michigan State is 0-30, you are going to get the best version of that team. And Tom Izzo has never been very good at letting his players know that. Like, you're going to get that other team's best shot. The other thing, too, is, like, having Rocket Watts play that one when he's a natural two a guard, it really – messed with Rocket Watts like his his whole rhythm was off. Oh, we might have lost him. Oh. Izzo has has issue has put Hogarth there and it seems to be working out, but he's a freshman and you can see him make a lot of freshman mistakes. Um so there's that. And and they won their last game against Rutgers on defense, which was another thing we were getting beat on. Um, which was, and Tom Izzo said it in a press conference, like, you, that's not Michigan State basketball. We can't get beat on rebounds and blocks and steal. Like, that's not, that's unacceptable. Um, and so they put a, a dominant performance uh, against Rutgers, but I, can they sustain it, right? Is 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 putting Hogarth there, it, here's what, I'll talk to my dad about this. If I can get 15 or 16 from um, Aaron Henry, and then I can get 10, 12, 15, 60 from Joey, then most of the times we should be okay. The problem is those aren't going to be consistent numbers. No, they're not. It's tough because you have Rocket Watts who's really he's a two, but he's not because he's a ball dominant two. Um, he loves to have the ball in his hands and he flourishes with the ball in his hands as well. He can attack and he can shoot. So he does a little bit of both. He's not really an off ball guy, but he doesn't like to run the offense either. Um, and when you have Joey Hauser at the four, he's a very solid offensive player. He's still trying to come into his own, but then when you play Thomas Kithier with him and start that lineup like you're starting off as just a defensive liability up at the up at the front court which is insane no he's very i think he's surprisingly coordinated okay like i think he's like i think he's one of those sneaky athletic guys like you uh, we are watching two totally different we we really are because (laughs) because kithier to me he, he always he's he's like in the right spot He's kind of like Matt Costello. Yeah. He's he's always in the right spot, 
and he catches everything and he finishes through contact way more than you. Yeah, I, I uh, get way more than you think he will. I get what all the announcers are saying. Like he has the glue. I just don't think he has he, it all the time. He he has the glue, but he doesn't. But the glue is not supposed to be a starter. You yeah. need to set the tone, and they're not doing that right now at all. They're kind of the the problem with this year in Tom Izzo's. It it's showing. Tom Izzo flourishes because he schedules all the hard games right away and he figures out his 10-man rotation and is able to narrow it down while they're losing. But they have excuses because they're playing Duke. They're playing North Carolina. They're, they Then they go straight well, into Duke might not be another a, big a tournament. Good blemish on the record now. Hmm? I said Duke might not be a great one on the record now. I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about typically because we blew them out this year. I know, I know. After the Duke game, after the Duke game I was more of a shot at Duke. Look, I was saying this team's legit, and yeah. turns out, boy, was I wrong. Yeah. Um, and he hasn't figured out how to narrow down his um, his rotation at all right now, and it's really showing because he, you got to start trimming that that rotation down a little bit and relying on some guys and relying on Rocket to figure it out, relying on Hogard to make his freshman mistakes, but he's still going to figure it out. Yeah. I mean – uh same with uh Cicesco. he mm-hmm. is he's the uncoordinated one he's, um, <laughs> he gets stupid fouls like yo get a foul the ball has already gone through the basket why are you fouling <laughs> he, he's the uncoordinated he's the uncoordinated athletic one which is a very odd thing to say but he has these weird bursts of athleticism where he goes and gets the ball but then he trips over his own two feet and falls into the guy the next dunk to him. or the, the easy layup right it's like a flip of a coin like what is he gonna do this time um so he's very raw but I, th- I think if they went with him or they really need to throw gabe brown in there and just play small um and and, and bring Rocket off the bench, just like last year when Henry wasn't really ready for it, and he was, and he needed to be more of a, a scorer and an energy plug off the bench. Give Rocket, like strip all of Rocket's responsibilities away from him, throw him it uh, on the bench, and that first sub that Izzo always runs a line change for at four minutes. Put Rocket in and just put Rocket in and give him the ball and just start feeding him the ball and get him heating up off the bench and he'll be he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. I think the other thing too that drives me crazy about Tom Izzo and I can see it, him do it a lot with this team is when you put a lineup out there that's just that's never going to score. He does not that. Only not going to score. Never played together before. Yeah, and I'm just like, why? Why? Who is this? Like he would do that all the time last year where he, Tillman would be the primary scorer, which. Again, Tillman is fine, but he he shouldn't be your primary scorer on the floor. No. Do you think, with the way this season's going, we have a Michigan State-less tournament? No. No. Absolutely Big Ten's pretty good. You guys are sitting right now on the outside in. Does Izzo figure it out rotationally, offensively? Outside looking in. You're at 80 right now. 80 and what? In In the net rankings. Nate, I didn't even know what those were before our prep meeting. <laughs> you're eighty. You're eighty-one in the net rankings. I don't know. If, I don't know if you knew this, but the tournament does not include eighty-one teams, and the Big Ten is so good right now. Do you gain ground? So it gives us a ton of quad one opportunities. This is yeah. true. Ton of quad one opportunities. Is there enough? Speaking opportunity? of that, is that is that hilarious that there's that quad one didn't um, change it 
all, even though there's no fans at these games. I still don't really understand the quad system, but yeah, no, it's dumb. Like, the whole thing's <laughs> stupid. Like, Rutgers somehow doesn't qualify as a quad one win for y'all, even though they were sitting at 24, I think, at the time you played them. If, it's correct a, me if I'm wrong. It, yeah, well, I don't, I don't know, because this was the first time I've remembered about the net ranking so it was the first time i went on the net rankings and it said last 24 so i don't know when they update these things either i don't know if it was like last week before we played them or if it was after a different Rutgers loss i have no idea i'd assume like well i'll tell you jan 6th is when this was through so it would have been before january 6th it would have been so it would have so they would have been 24 when we played so what is that uh, how are they not a quad one I don't know. I don't understand. This thing is so stupid. I, or did like, they update it because now they're 37? Does the quad always get adjusted? It's too much numbers and math for my brain. I can't. I'm, yeah. I'm, this isn't my area of expertise right and now. And I mean, come on, <laughs> Nate. You go, you, you're saying if I put if we played today that Drake, who is number 13, would beat Michigan State? I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I'm going by the net ranking. By the net ranking, yeah, they would just destroy you, apparently. Even, even, even the people who created the net with rankings with zero quad one don't, wins, the don't 13. regard the net rankings. <laughs> yeah. Zero. Also, aren't the net ranking only? They're only part of it, right? Yeah. 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 The they criteria. don't even matter. That's true. Yeah. But it begs the question, and I have not watched a second of Drake basketball, so sorry for the like two Drake fans out there that might be upset by this. I don't know how you rank a team 13 from. I forget what even conference they're in. Um, who has zero quad one wins is undefeated. What conference are they in? Drake is in the Great MVC yeah, Mountain the, Valley Conference. Yeah, Mountain Valley Conference. They're thirteenth in the country. Like what? <laughs> is I mean, Drake even ranked? Let's see. Let's pull it up. We're learning a lot of things in real time here, folks. <laughs> I appreciate you staying with us. This is really how yes. it's. No, they are not I, ranked. This is not dissimilar to our conversation about or the net regulation yeah oh. i was gonna say the, the prep meeting was very long today guys <laughs> very yeah yeah no they're not ranked and the best team they've played i guess just looking at this would be kansas state who they beat by 10 but kansas state isn't very good oh they beat air force there you go that's a name that's a brand name <laughs> i guess not really not really missouri valley conference yeah they played <laughs> omaha <laughs> south dakota Air Force, Chicago State. Yeah, there's some. Um, what are we? What are we doing here? Frauds in in this what we, top. What are we doing? With oh, this they, beat, they beat Kansas State. Did you say that, Nate? I, I wasn't paying attention. Literally to what opened you said. with that. Okay. <laughs> literally yeah. the first thing I said. <laughs> I was trying to look it up at the same time too, so I wasn't listening at all. <laughs> and Kansas State, God only knows where they're ranked at this point in the year. Um, but yeah, they're thirteenth in that ranking, so this makes a hundred percent sense, right? It's a great system we have here in college basketball. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, I still haven't found them. <laughs> well, I did watch the last part of that Xavier game. Second half of ballers that. is what you're looking for. Oof. You watched the the t- the best team in the country. I know it's a it's a you lie. Watched the you're... best team in the country almost fall apart in the <laughs> last. <laughs> Xavier, I don't. I think we're gonna be yeah. all right. It's. We- I don't know if we were the ones that were gonna fall apart. It was a very odd, because we weren't. We we kind of took that game over and then we tried to give it away at the end. So that's what I just said. It was, it was a little bit of both. <laughs> Tim's just not listening to us. Well, we no, we gotta go we to playing, we gotta go to counseling we or something. Well, we're having communication we issues well the here. First half. 
Like, we only took that game over with, like, five minutes left in the game. Yeah, you tried to give it away. <laughs> then we tried to give it away. <laughs> we're, we we got to get into counseling got, or something. We we're, we're having communication issues late. here. We didn't get control of that game until late is what I was trying to say. <laughs> across that way. I, I think so. it. Amanda was like, she was like, wait, they're not going to lose, are they? I was like, I don't, they shouldn't lose. I, I don't think, I don't think St. John's has beaten Xavier in like years. No, God. <laughs> I miss Chris Mullins already. Oh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> we were Vivek. 0 for 12 from three that game. Dude, it's yeah, gone. You win a game not shooting, not making a three. We it were, incredible. what was it, up until like three games Paul, ago, fourth Paul best Fisher team in the country? And said, I think he said that was 700 games. We were nearing 700 games straight with a made three. The last one we, uh, the last one we didn't make a three. We were 0 for 15 back in like 2000 against Dayton, and we won a 64-65 game in overtime. Shows the resilience of Xavier. We can get a mm. bucket when we need a bucket anywhere, except for the three in that game. <laughs> we were the fourth best team at the three, like, I don't know, two, three weeks ago, and now we didn't get a single bucket from the three. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we found other ways. This is what I, I was talking about the other day. The one thing I like about these games, like I like that Travis Steele got them out the back because there's been some big COVID issues in the Big East. And with Xavier, Xavier's not excluded from that. So there's been like this very like it's tough to get in. Basketball is very rhythmic. Like you got to get in a rhythm here, and it's hard when it's so disjointed. You can't practice because of COVID issues. You can't play because of COVID issues. It gets so disjointed. But the one nice thing about this is we were leaning heavily on the three to start the season, and there are guys out there that can, can normally generally get a bucket from three if we need it. But these games, this game and the last game, I think are great to get out of the way because it's and we saw it in this game against St. John's where when the three isn't going how else can we get buckets where can we go and this is a great teaching moment and a great like being resilient um for Xavier to be like all right because the, th- the three isn't always going to be there like I feel like we talk about this every every March Madness the, te- the teams that shoot the three it's like well at some point that three isn't going to be there and can they get a bucket and that's usually like some big time program so I like they couldn't really do it they didn't shoot well against Seton Hall and then they came back in this game, and they found ways to get some buckets and get the win, which is good. Like, you need that going into it. You can't rely on the three in college basketball because it's it will dry up at some point. It generally dries up in March, unfortunately. No, I, I totally agree, and I like the resiliency, and I like them pulling things out of their head even though they're ugly because this is going to be an ugly year. I mean, most games are going to be close because you don't I, – I said this earlier, but you're not going to see those runs actually be extended much much further than a 10-0 run or a 12-0 run you're not going to see the 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 20 20 point to 20 to 4 run where those leads just expand exponentially because the crowd's not there to push them past that first like stop um so them being able to pull out those wins early on in the year even though they were against terrible teams i think is a big positive yeah yeah i think the big the big east similar to the Big Ten, especially if you're in that middle range of the Big East, like, you're just cannibalizing each other mm-hmm. night in after night out. Big time. It, that's the problem. The Big East, too, is at this point where, like, it's weird. Like, Villanova obviously gets a ton of credit. They're mm-hmm. Deservingly so. But it's weird. I feel like from a ranking standpoint, the Big East gets almost disrespected more than, like, and the Big Ten is the best conference in college basketball. Arguably, they're the best conference. If you look at the two biggest sports 
in college football. College Except football, we haven't won a tournament in like 20 years. In college basketball. They are top top tier down the roster. Probably the best conference in both sports, football and basketball. But it feels like the Big East doesn't get as much recognition for like the fact that it does cannibalize itself. But these are still really good teams that are doing it, and I, f- I feel like it's almost a net negative in the Big East, where in the Big Ten, it's a net positive. Yeah, it seems like the Big East doesn't get the same like benefit, benefit like the ACC or the Big Ten or any yeah. other like those conferences get from um, you. You give them the benefit of the doubt, like you're playing hard games every night, and clearly in the Big East, you're you are playing hard games every single night. Now, we do see the benefit when it comes oh, yeah. to tournament selection. I will say that. Yes. Like, getting teams in the tournament, that definitely, like, it's a net positive there. But from a ranking standpoint, I do feel like it's a net negative, which is. Yeah. Well, and that's how it's always. Yeah. To it's weird. The big it's... East, a Big East team will surprise someone. And I'm always sitting at my bracket like, well, you obviously weren't watching Big East basketball. Yeah. <laughs> right. it's, it's the, it, that's, that's 1,000% the ESPN factor right there. Yes, a thousand percent. Because it, it, everybody, know, oh, not everybody, I shouldn't say, <clears> but like most people know that like the Big East, because it's it iron sharpens iron when it comes to tournament time. I feel like everybody's got at least some upset in their bracket with a Big East team somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's just whether or not you guess it right in enough. Yeah, if you see Seton Hall or Providence, <laughs> you, you see something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad image. Xavier a couple years ago, it's Arizona, yep, it's the two yeah, seed. Yep. Ago, <laughs> Let's go. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so that's I mean, and I think I don't oh, we haven't talked I don't think we've talked about this because the last time we talked about college basketball I said is it it's Baylor, Gonzaga. It's the field Gonzaga versus the field, right? Like I don't even think we put Baylor in that conversation at this point. It's Gonzaga versus the field, am I right? Or we yeah. we disagree with that? Still that yeah. yeah, I think it's the Zags to lose at this point. I mean, we can't discount Nova, right? I mean, you talked about them a little bit. Yeah. Um, but Nova. Is pretty good. I don't think it looks like Shaka Smart too has surprise surprise of the season. Are we saying? Yeah, (laughs) just like it's as big of a surprise as him having hair. (laughs) Yeah, my God, you cannot do that. We never talked (laughs) about that. He was going to lose his job. He was. Yeah, he he was ready to be fired with Tom Herman. Yeah, I mean they were both going to be walking out the door this year. And all of a sudden, he's got a top ten team on his hands, and they a like look team. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, I mean, very, yeah, they can be. Yeah, definitely. I'll say, I think they got... were seven when I was watching them. Yeah, I think they're like four or five right now. I don't know if they're still seven, but because um, I probably would have been watching them over the weekend. So the net, they're, they're probably, nine, they'd update, but we know yep, that that, isn't, would, that would make sense. We know that isn't the official. Yeah, let's not not look at the net. But yeah, no, that, no, I'm not looking at the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the. Yeah, they're I four. Know, but I yeah, thought yeah, I heard four. Nate. Dante's right. Oh, they're, they're four. four. Yeah, Dante's yeah, right. Yeah, I knew they were four or five. Yeah. Yeah, no surprise of the season. I don't. I don't think anybody saw that coming. At least I didn't hear it. I know I didn't see that coming, and I don't think I heard anybody in college basketball see that coming. <laughs> oh, I don't think if you ask Shaka Smart, he would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like Tim was saying, he was going to get fired probably this year. So, surprise he was. of the season, coach of the year potentially. Like throwing his hat in the ring for that, I think. Um, was this his first year, like pulling off the press, or like what did he do differently from last? I, I just don't know what he did differently from last year. Because when I was watching them, they looked really good, and they weren't pressing like a shock. That of team smart. last year wasn't so bad; know. they just yeah. couldn't close games. Yeah, okay. yeah. I, I that, feel like this Texas team last year wasn't bad. This year, he just I think got the team to buy-in from an effort standpoint like the few games i've seen towards the end it feels like there's more effort 
as Dante's alluding to, to close out games. Like last year, they just didn't do it. They fell apart. Yeah, this they year, there seems apart really late. Yeah, it's a full game effort. It feels like this year. Yeah, and then they you look up, and you know, in any any conference, you don't close out games. You'll look up and be zero and five. <sighs> Ask Michigan State who ended up zero and three. Yeah, happens in happens in a second. Um, any other thoughts before we wrap this up? Basketball. Yeah, one quick question on um, Xavier Nate. Does Dewan Odom know he's playing for a D1 program? I saw him with like cut off under a cut off sleeveless shirt. Like he knows he can just go to the equipment manager and get a new one, right? Yeah, I saw that. Not a great look. <laughs> like we're not I I don't even know who to compare us to right now. Like we're not he, he nor, like we're not like northern Kentucky across the river. No. No, he's a freshman. Yeah, he's a he, freshman. He had he had a sleeveless shirt on underneath his jersey like a normal person but he had cut off sleeves like you could see him like you could tell on. yeah he took a pair of scissors you could see to him, him. And i was like did, did he like just rip those off by hand or take some scissors to him like he knows he can get whatever type of fitting shirt he maybe wants this is michael jordan maybe this is a true <laughs> yeah <laughs> true hey man look good feel good play good maybe he just he feels like superman with that look i don't know i i did I, notice it I was shocked when I saw it. I didn't notice that at all, but now next time I watch the Xavier game, I'm going to look. Well, this was the first time I noticed it. Nate, have you noticed it before? Is it like a. Yeah, I want to say. Because this was the first time I've seen it. I feel. So is it just his white one? No, there was one other game where I feel like he wore it. I'm drawing a blank now. But I have noticed it one other. I want to say maybe it was the first game he played. I don't remember. He definitely had it at another point. I'm almost about to Google it, but it might not be worth holding up the ending of the show. For. I don't know if that's a Googleable yeah. uh, thing. I don't know if anybody's really talking about no. that besides us. Everybody who's like still listening is like, "Can we just like wrap this shit yeah, up? Can you wrap this yeah, up? I don't care about your fucking." Yeah, no, he was wearing the um, he was wearing the full like sleeves because that's what he normally does. Um, when did he? Maybe he got hot. Maybe. No, it was at the beginning of the game. He got how to shoot around. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's normally got the T-shirt on. Or he doesn't have it at all. Yeah. Yeah, he's usually got the T-shirt on. Um, we, We're going to have him on the podcast and ask him. No, yeah. yeah. Hey, man. So what happened? What, what made you try <laughs> through your head where you decided what, to what just rip on? your sleeves off rather than just going to get a different Did one? Did Travis Steele say you had to earn <laughs> sleeves and just rip them off you? Like, what, what happened here? <laughs> hilarious um all right any other final thoughts before we wrap this up nope indiana's tied with wisconsin right now in overtime i know apparently. i saw that so <laughs> i have to go watch that about to up. throw that yeah. on we'll wrap that up we'll talk to you another week as always peace peace peace, peace.